Squad, we back with another episode of Tally Up the Points. I'm sitting here with my man, Coach Colson. Say what's up, buddy. What's up, what's up? And Coach McCray. What's up, how y'all doing? Uh, Yoma's going to come in a little bit later. He has some business to take care of, but uh, all four of us are intact, ready to get off. We're going to double up a little bit and jump right into it. Uh, last week, the, we had um, some mishaps with time. We couldn't get together, so we're going to spend a little time to talk about last week. Last week, um, Gabby had uh, Leon and... Lincoln had a uh, lounge. We're going to start off with uh, Guy B and Leon. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, uh, we had Leon last week. Um, you know, it was a uh, it was a good game for us, a complete game after being on the road for so long uh, to come back and then play a, a in-city. I guess you could call it a rival. Um, but, you know, we had a chance to get after them a little bit. Uh, it's really the uh, Alvin Jones show. He's having an amazing season. Uh, he did some big things on offense and in the special teams. Um, one thing that, that I would say, just in football in general, um, you know, people talking about we're back and, and all this kind of stuff and just talking noise, you know, that, that seemed to be the big thing in Tallahassee, a whole lot of noise talkers. Um, and instead of just working, man, work, go out there and play football. And so, uh, you know, we, we were looking forward to kind of shutting down some of that talk. Feed coach, you got some on that? Um, just with the Leon, just another in 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 town team. So we just try to make sure we go out and play up to our ability and our capabilities and come out with a W. Who, who stood out for any of you guys as far as uh, individual performances in that game for you? Other where you mentioned that, who about who about you, coach? Um, defense, I think Cortez, Cortez Andrews has uh, he stood out. Uh, Solidified our front a little bit uh, with him at linebacker. Um, just did, did some good things. Uh, we also had uh, C.J. Williams. He had two picks for us, and uh, he's working out for us in the back end. Okay. Uh, offensively, coach, for you guys, who, who what kind of what the numbers look like? Um, um that game, and I, I still got the game from this week in my head. But uh, that game, I know Trey Fisher has had you know pretty much solid games, and not great games most of the season. So he's been doing really well. Um, our wide receiver Knight, um, he, he had a, a great game. You know, they, those guys are just having a lot of fun. Coach Green's really spreading the ball around to all our receivers, getting them involved. Um, you know, it was a good thing to see uh, Jordan Wiggins, uh, our left tackle, who's committed to Georgia Southern. He came out and had a, a really good night and is becoming a, a leader for us up front. So that, that was a positive thing in that game. Okay. And uh, to to come back and throw it to well, – actually, what was the actual score of that game? Um, that game was 59-0. Okay, so I think at the end of that game is when I start seeing the that Trey was maybe leading the state in touchdown passes or yards or something like that. Yeah, uh, according to Max Prell, yeah, he's, he's leading the state. It's about two yards, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still the same, <laughs> right. you know. And uh, so we'll jump into – our game, which was uh, Lincoln and Lowndes, and it was highly anticipated. It was the um, game of the week on the two news uh, stations that I, I I look at from time to time, and uh, you know we, we was we was up for it and excited about it and, and ready for to play in that what they call it the Concrete Palace, uh, <laughs> and that that it was Concrete Palace. I will say Lowndes as, as a nice stadium. The uh, the ladies that I encountered that were you know like non football personnel, they were all helpful. So on that aspect I, I really enjoyed going up there playing the game but as far as the football game first half I think the end of the 
at halftime it was eight to seven. You know, we were fighting. You know, offensively we were fighting, trying to get some things going. Defensively we were fighting, and you know, uh, kind of. Uh, Stopping their potent running game that they had, and really just shooting gaps and, and getting things done to prevent them from studying running up the numbers. Uh, but after halftime, something changed. You know, they came out scored early, and um, I don't I don't recall us having really doing anything to mess up. Maybe we punt it and they scored again. And now we have a chance to get back in. We, we're going to fight to get back in the game. We're down two scores and we had a mishap with a, a bad play call for as far as from the umpires. We we had a touchdown call back, but really was a touchdown. It's one of the plays I've been running for 15 years. And they called it back. And that, not that, that we would have won had we had that been a touchdown, but that kind of deflated some things and, and they went on and ended up putting up a 30-point third quarter. Hard to overcome that. But at the end, at halftime, it was 30. I'm mean, sorry, halftime was 8 to 7. Beginning of the fourth quarter, it was 38 to 7. And, uh, you know, it, they just got rolling. And, and if not mistaken, last I heard, they were beating up on Valdosta, uh this Friday. So they, they did win that game against Valdosta? It was 70 something. You got it? Yeah, it was 70 oh my something or like 30 something. Oh, so, yeah. okay, so it's justified, eh? Lounge that lounge that deal then. Yeah. Lounge that deal then. But again, outside of football, I appreciate the hospitality. They did some things for us that they really didn't have to do as far as accommodating us with electricity and different things. They helped me out on my end. Stuff I had to do before games. So I appreciate them for that. <laughs> the outcome of the game was um not what I would like, but you know, it's a learning experience and you know, for us to, to do what we want to do in the end of the year, we gotta learn to beat teams like that. And at least, you know, give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter. You can't you can't you can't get out of hand and fourth quarter you just playing for pride. Yeah. That's not that's not a great feeling to be a part of. Sure. So that that's last week out the way, done with new week. Everybody wanna be warning over this week. And so um, up first this time you had um homecoming at G High. They were playing uh, Titusville. Uh, they won that game. I let them tell you a little bit more about about how that went, uh, Coach. You got, you start us off with this. Uh, yeah, we had a uh, one of few games that was actually on campus. It was homecoming, kind of fitting because it was homecoming. Uh, we played that on campus, and I mean, from the start to the finish, I say we put together a pretty complete game. I think we scored. Got a pretty good pop, uh, kickoff return and then scored on the first play uh, with Trevor and then defense came in and got got three and out. And, I mean, we, we got it rolling. We did some good things and were able to uh, at the, to maybe halfway through the second quarter see some young guys see what they can do. Mm-hmm. So it was a good it was a good overall team team victory. Mm-hmm. Um, got some things we can work on. Got some things that we can show. Got some things that we did well. So mm-hmm. that was good. Cool. Yeah, man, be honest, it's uh, just a lot of excitement over at Gavi right now. Just uh, the band, cheerleaders, band teams. We, we had a great pep rally uh, before homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the administration all week, you know, they're doing all the dress-up days. Coach Colson even got involved with it. Okay. Um, so it's just a lot of excitement. That- Who'd you dress up as? Oh, well, they had things stuff. So as a department, we did uh, a couple of things. I think the first day was, uh, what was the first day? Uh, well, I can tell you what I dressed up on Thursday. It was team day. So okay. I have a day off. You year on. I know. We didn't have school Wednesday. Tuesday was twin day. So uh-huh. we, we were some dominoes. Okay. Uh, I was 1-1. Um, and then Monday, I forgot what it was Monday. But uh, yeah, we did some things. You know, with, when stuff like that come around, it's, it's crazy how much, how excited kids get when the teachers participate. 
Yeah. And I, I, for most of my career, I was I was a humbug. You know, I ain't doing that. And thought it was just for the kids. But I did it one time at my school, and they, I mean, like the whole school just stopped in my room to see what I had on. And I felt like it was, you know, so I try to participate in that type of stuff now to get them excited. Anything to get them excited yeah. and help us go forward, we go for that. But getting off the subject a little bit, go back to you, Coach. Oh, yeah, but um, as far as the game went, you know, we played Titusville, um, you know, and, and they uh, they had some kids that, that gave a lot of effort. Uh, it ended up being, you know, kind of a, a big win for us. We won that one. Actually, the Leon game was 49-0. Then we won 59-0 to against Titusville. But uh, that, that program's kind of in flux right now from what I'm hearing. Just had a lot of different head coaches. Um, not, not a whole lot of stability right now, but they're trying to get back on track. They actually... Interesting note, um, the kid from Last Chance U, the mm-hmm. linebacker. That oh, yeah, Bobby uh, Butler, maybe? Yeah, yeah, he actually uh, played high school ball there. So, um, you know, but we, we played a good game. Alvin, once again, had another great game. Uh, Trey Fisher was 100% on the night, only five passes. Oh, wow. He, he completed all five of them. Uh, the defense, you know, really got after. They've been playing since that Lake Mary game. They, they've been on a little streak. That's so. what, uh, two weeks and no points, right? Yeah, yeah. Two shutouts. And then the Lake Mary game, I mean, the points that happened in that game was, I can say it was the offense fault that mm-hmm. game. So, you know, they really been about three weeks straight. They've been coming on on the defense side, Kyler Lake and uh, Quinn Jones and Travis Cooper and CJ. And our two linebackers, we got a shot them out, Cortez and Terry. And they, mm-hmm. they've been having a lot of fun in practice and it's been transferring over to the game. That's, that's, a good, that's always a good thing when you can go and practice and compete and have fun. Yeah. That stuff carry over to, to the game. Yeah. Carry over. Anything else you want to add about that one, Coach? Oh, that's about it, man. We just just happen to just keep seeing better. You want to see us getting better and better uh, as the season progresses. And that when you're not getting better, then you're getting, you're getting worse. So, so you, you're you part of the, the shutout crew, so. You know, you got to keep it going over there. Yeah, we got we to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this week we played um, Rickers. Uh, in town rivalry, big time. I personally have not uh, beaten Rickers since I've been here. This is my third year in town. Um, so you know, there was that was things said, you know, in, by the street committee and whatnot. I, some things were said to me personally, and I didn't really didn't pay much attention to it because I, you know, football is about what you do on the field, not what you do in the streets. And so um, you know, I took that mentality and tried to relay it to the kids this weekend. And actually, I didn't need to say anything. They were already hyped up about it. You know, I guess things were said to them and they just came in with a different mentality. And we got after it. We really had a, a spirited Tuesday and Wednesday practice. Uh, Thursday was one of our, our more crisp walkthroughs. And, and Friday we came out and did what we had to do. The final score ended up being, um, what, 49 to 0. Um, I think it was 49 0 at the end of the third, too. We had a run the clock at halftime. Uh, let me see who I, what as far as the touchdowns we Sage had a touchdown Marco had a touchdown um Chris ran for one that I know uh who else but it was, despite whoever had a touchdown I think the person that had the most fun that game was Chris Pimpton yes because he, he was in there running back rotation last year and, and transferred over here. And he was excited to, to kind of get after them guys. He got a chance to start that game and, and he ended up with – he was our leading rusher. I don't really know the number off the top of my head, but I know he scored a touchdown and had some big runs and whatnot. And he was excited about that. Um, but as far as the game itself, man, we, we were obviously a lot more physical than them. 
and not necessarily in the in the trenches because I don't, I don't you know I coach outside guys I was looking at my outside guys yeah they were you know and we got three holding calls in a row on blocks but to me they were not holding they were exactly what I preach and what I teach as far as blocking downfield and you you just dominate folks and that's what they did on them them calls and I don't I mean we got penalties for it and you know it is what it is when we get to practice tomorrow but. I, I, I love I love to see it. Pancakes by receivers that, that I can't say what it do, but I, I, I get real excited about it. <laughs> Go ahead, Coach. Coach, I'm going to say this because I'm going to find out if uh, Coach Gray listening to the podcast this week because I got two things about that game. As an alumnus of uh, Lincoln High School, I was excited about the, the big win. I always want to beat up on Rickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one of my favorite schools out there, so I was excited about y'all's win. Then the helmets. Everybody talking about the helmets. Oh, so yeah. Not a fan of them. Not a fan of them. I'm a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. It's just like if, um, you know, I was watching St. Thomas Aquinas. They ain't changing from them gold helmets. That G gonna stay on the side of Georgia helmet, so I'm a gold helmet fan. Not not that it don't look good. Now. I'm gonna go ahead and admit it. Now it looks fresh. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get it y'all. It looks fresh, but you know I'm, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to them gold helmets. Mm-hmm. I, I know what Wilson meant behind those, and not not that y'all disrespecting it, man. Yeah. I just had to throw it out there yeah, it's, so it's, people it's, knew what I stood on the it's, helmet. It's a talking point. Yeah, it's it a talking is. point. It is. It, it, and it's since we talking about it, it's. it's I felt like it was a great change up. It was you good. It was um you know, anything that can get kids excited yeah. and it's feasible, yeah, I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's feasible shot. for y'all because <laughs> <laughs> y'all, <got, laughs> y'all got y'all got y'all got a bridge truck. Shade. I'm trying to I'm trying to find helmets and Lee got two helmets. But but the, the thing I I really enjoyed it. They they were they nice looking, they they fit well and if, and they they photograph well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would photograph as well if we still had that the regular turf. I mean the regular grass at, at Cox. Because every picture I see from Cox now since we got um turf and my from my son, from other folks. They are amazing. Yeah. They, just, they just pop different. They just they just look. I don't know why the turf did that. I don't understand the logistics or the, the lights or whatever. Oh, yeah, but yeah. but every different. every picture that I see from from Brian Miller to yeah. to my son to and I don't really know where the other people are. like where can, I can see their pictures there, but I just know my son and Brian Miller's. They look great. I just think that that uh, it was pleasant. So I think it reflects light better. Mm-hmm. And so you got reflecting from the bottom and the top. So yeah. I'm being a little technical about it, but yeah, they do pop. And I just when it get playoff time, mm-hmm. that 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 turf's gonna make it very special out there. There's not too many places mm-hmm. where those stands are that close to the action. Mm-hmm. And then you got that level of playing surface. It's gonna it's, and then the upgrades are great. They right on time. Right. They they the, the screen they, and the, and all that stuff. I'm gonna throw it back when they did that. <laughs> they did that with all that. So it's it's nice. Out. You know what? Uh, since you say about the screen, the Lounge Stadium was pretty good. They actually had in-game replay and stuff. Mm. So you know, the funny thing is, my wife was talking about it. She's like, every time it was questionable on Lounge, they ain't show no replay. <laughs> well, they ain't something good. They show the replay. Like, that's how it works. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. That's a football town. They know what to show and what not to show on that screen. <laughs> you gotta hit that button. Come on, come on. Real quick, so before we move on, because I know we talked about 
Uh, you know, we got to preview the games from this mm-hmm. week. I, I know we're going to that, but um, I got to I gotta ask four quarters online. I'm gonna have to, we're going to try to get Coach Cofield. We need to get him on here. Okay. Because I got a question. It's been burning me up inside. We got some great football going on here. Tell that really is, is Lincoln and Guy. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm biased about those mm-hmm. two. For right for reasons, but um, you know they they got a ranking that they put out, and Lake City Columbia, a school that's about two hours away from here, the number one team in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't see you know Player of the Week from Lake City Columbia. Right. Uh, I don't see them at the preseason uh, kickoff Kick meetings mm-hmm. or anything like that. But for some reason, Lake City Columbia is the top team in Tallahassee. So you know, I just no, had no, to put that out there. It's considered the Big Ten, but yeah. I still don't think. I still don't think that's a part of the Big Ben. I don't no, really know where the, where it cuts it, all that. There's like two or three yeah. other newspapers that cover Lake City. Mm-hmm. Do they play anybody from this area? No. Mm-hmm. Probably the closest may be Swanee. If they still play them. They play Madison. They play Madison. That's the only team they play in this area. Yeah. That I know of. And they play. Like they, I said, we've been playing a past two play two years straight in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But that's playoffs. Yeah. And, playoffs. and I got to say, I love what Four Quarters Online do. Mm-hmm. Those guys, uh, Mark and all those guys, they go out there and do a great job. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the coverage. But I just want to know how Lake City got to be. And they are a good team. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm not questioning them. I'm just right. trying to figure out how a local mm-hmm. media outlet is after this number one team. We, 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 can get, we can try to get that answer and get them on. And, yeah, and, and ask them some good questions, and then once they get comfortable, bang, <laughs> hit them with it. <laughs> but um, as far as the, the close out our game against Rick, that you know it was a good win. It's good to get back in the the win column, and uh, again we're three and zero. I'm sorry, three and one on the grass, and two and two in it on paper. So I'm good with that, and you know ready to to get forward to uh, moving on to Childs this week. And again, to, to jump into the preview of Childs, uh, we played Childs uh, at Cox, uh, 7 o'clock in our first district game. Um, it presents a, a interesting challenge because those guys play extremely hard simply because it's Lincoln. The fans go extra hard simply because it's Lincoln. And uh, the fans go hard in football as well as in, in other sport with Lincoln and, and, and Childs. But I will shout out all the kids that go to the volleyball game. Uh-huh. Those games be turned <laughs> up. They get crazy. I, I have never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. So I shout out to, to the Lincoln kids and, and the child's kids that come to volleyball games and put on a, a show outside of the show that's going on on the court because yeah. they, yeah. they really do something and it's funny and it's comical and it's it's, it's, it's great kids. It's kids being kids. And I love to see kids being kids yeah. and not trying to be do grown folks stuff. Mm-hmm. When you, you just can be a kid and have fun and at the end of the day it's, it's all about fun. I love that. Yeah. But, um, you know, this week, come on, there he is. <laughs> the resident yeah. soldier walking in the building. The star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> walk, walk in like that, it's all good. <laughs> but what we're talking about is, uh, walk in for the preview. We're talking about us playing Childs this week. And uh, I was telling them, I was getting the, the uh, volleyball fans and team and whatnot to shout out because of the energy they bring at the volleyball games. And so my segue was, I want them to bring that same energy out Friday when we play child. But we got uh, B-Smooth just walking in and say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? B-Smooth in the building. Straight off the, straight off the field, working man. Um, give me your two cents about, about what's coming up uh, Friday for us with Childs. Um, big game against Childs is coming Friday. Um, a district game, a city game. Always important to get off to the right foot in a district play. Um, 
I know Childs is going to come in playing hard. It's a, a built-in rivalry just because it's a district game and and the kind of the the geographic of the area where the kids are from. A lot of people went to middle school together and grew up together. So it's a game that has been one-sided in the history, but Childs in the last couple of years, they've, they've played really, really hard. So I know they're going to come and and just like I said, it's a district game. We're in a small district, so they're going to do whatever they can because winning your district is the only surefire way to get into the playoffs. So um, this is it's really a playoff game for us and them. So. Coach uh, said it a couple weeks ago that uh, Coach Pettis had those guys playing playing pretty hard when, when y'all played against them. Yeah. He, gave, he gave them uh, major props for the, the effort and the, the things that they're getting out of their kids. And they're actually coming off a 61-6 uh, victory this Friday over at Bay. Uh, I'm not really sure how good Bay is and, and whatnot, but... Um, Where's the game at for y'all? Conference. It's, it's at conference. So it'll be Childs first time playing at conference. This year? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. their home game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Their first time playing there, but... We've been there a few times, so yeah, if you're not used to playing on that turf, and it's not much different, but whatever advances we they can take. They might be kind of, they might be a little off because they used to play it <laughs> on that rubble. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those that didn't get that, that wasn't rubber. He said rubble. <laughs> it, it was bad out there. It's bad out there. Now, what, what I do want to do before we go into the preview completely, and I meant to do this earlier, I want to shout out our JV guys and y'all JV guys for two great, great games to, to just watch from a bunch of young guys and see different guys make plays. And, and it was, it was and I think both games were one-score games yeah. and deciding the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it was, it was good to see, you know, those guys play hard like that and just like, think about the future of, the, I guess, the rivalry, we, you know, we got yeah. with you guys. And, and I, I appreciate, I don't know his number, but number 13, Guy with he got thighs like uh, Saquon. Oh, oh, Mason. Yeah. I know he, he's yeah, pretty good. And um, you know, period. And, and those guys doing a good job for us. Uh, uh, Hankins and Little Nick, they, they run pretty hard. Uh, and uh, really, just wanted to, to get get those guys' names out there and not let, and let them know that we all watching them and we don't we really forgetting about them. They're the little brothers, but we still gonna take care of them. And if, any guys that y'all want to mention, feel free. On this squad, I'm gonna mention one of y'all guys. Y'all got a little uh, first round draft pick at D tackle on y'all JV. Who is I, don't, I don't know his name, but his <laughs> oh, name is uh, oh, number ninety. Corey Simon. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. He, he looks like he might go to the Eagles next week. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, it was a good game. I, I love to see JV games where it's just a lot of hitting. It's right. a lot of hitting. It was physical, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth. It, it was an exciting game. Most JV games you go to, you like they're one sided. Oh, man, <laughs> they one side, one side, and one way to other. You usually say they need another pecan season. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are ready though. One too many penalties. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was playing hard and playing the right way. Mm-hmm. They, you could tell they were getting at it, but it wasn't. It wasn't in a bad way. Right. It was, it was and in the a, thing that's really good, it, it wasn't. Playground football, right? You could yeah, tell yeah, that yeah. both teams were running what plays, and it wasn't yeah. wildcat. Yeah. It was coached up mm-hmm. very well. So, yeah, that but was yeah, a good game. The um, and like I said, I went, I, that was on my brain. I went, wanted to make sure I didn't forget that. But as far as the next preview, we're going to preview uh, you guys. And we all got this week. Uh, we had Walcolor High School. Okay, uh, district big, game for you guys too. Big district game, uh, similar to you all. Um, it, it's going to be a big one because we, we go down to Walcolor. Uh, this is my second year at Gabby, uh, so it'll be my first time going down to play in Walcolor. Um, 
you know, they, they have a, a, a very talented quarterback. He, he's done some big things since he's been working at Walcolor. Yeah, Washington. And, um, you know, Walcolor's always going to play hard. They, they never, they pride themselves in that town. You know, it, it's about Walcolor, War Eagle football. And they're going to play very physical and hard. And we know we got we to gotta go out and prepare well this week. Okay. AC? Walcolor, man. I, I saw him. I saw y'all playing. And every week, I've uh, seen the film the last two weeks, and they, they look like they gotten better. Mm-hmm. They're getting better. Um, they're playing hard. They, you know, they walk color brand of football. They, they're down in that, that, that country. They, you know, they're down in the, down in the woods down there. <laughs> they, they some tough, they're tough characters. I know it's a district game. They gonna be getting ready, putting all, the, putting all their work into this week. Um, uh, just, we just gotta make sure we come out and we match, we match and hopefully exceed the intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a big time uh, uh, thing for kids to, to match that intensity and, and if something happens to, to keep fighting. Yeah. If something happens to keep fighting because it's not about what you know, it's about what you do once you face that adversity, and um, that's that's a key. If you you know you get knocked down, you get scored on, or whatever it is, get up and do something about the next play. Mm-hmm. Don't just lay there and soak in. Don't pout about it. Don't point the finger. Yeah. Just get up and do do what you gotta do the next play. But as far as the, the high school version of of, of a tally up the points this week, it's us. That's it. We got um, Lincoln hosting. Well, Child's actually hosting Lincoln at Cox. 7 o'clock, and Gobby's going to a color at 7 o'clock uh, Friday. Both teams playing their first district game, and you know, hopefully uh, two victories come out next next week and we have something to talk to you about all that. But let's get into the, the college part, especially since Coach came right in on time. Um, I'll start off with the Miami. We faced, uh, um, who was that? FIU. FIU, cross-crown rivalry, former Coach Bush, Bush Davis. Um, was it FIU was the big fight? Mm-hmm. That was FIU, so this might be the first time they played since that brawl. Yeah, and um, but the only the only thing extra security, all that, all I want to say is Nikosi. I finally got what I wanted. Now, did he get the start? No, he didn't start. Okay, he he came in and and I was like I told Coach earlier, I was dozing while it was on, and I thought um, Rosier got hurt. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back and seeing it, no, he, he they say he was scheduled to play the third series, mm-hmm. and he just did so well they just let him keep playing. Mm-hmm. And he um, mm-hmm. he's a first, he's a gamer. First two, if not three drives, went to, for touchdowns. You had to keep uh, the controversy down there? No controversy, good. No. Oh, no controversy. In my book, it ain't no controversy. <laughs> uh, put him out there. He um, he threw for three touchdowns. Uh, you actually noticed Brevin Jordan. Uh, Harley had a great day. Uh, Cage actually had two touchdowns. Cage is normally just get jump balls. Uh, Lingard ran hard. Uh, Homer had up on 100 yards. Uh, DJ Dallas did his thing, you know, because he versatile, and the defense just flew around. Real wine had an awesome pick. Uh, but the thing is, despite all that good stuff, it's not a person in the country playing better than Jerry Willis. Hmm. Y'all won't be getting that. <laughs> you appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you. It's not a country. The dude in the country playing better football than Jerry Willis. But go ahead, coach. Your aspect up. Yeah, I, I just pick up off uh, what you were talking about, Jerry Willis. I had a chance to meet him going down to camp this uh, mm-hmm. this past summer. Uh, you could just tell, just talking with him at the camp, 
he was just appreciative of all the stuff that I guess he's had to go through mm-hmm. personally and, and things that he was in bad situations. Uh, you could just tell he was happy that he made it through that and he was ready to play some ball this year. Um, as far as the game goes, um, I, I was excited. I, I'm As a coach, I usually look at you know decisions that Coach Rick made to play. Um, Roger and I look at it and say, they're at practice. They see what's actually going on. I'm not listening to all the fans, even though I'm excited about the coaching based mm-hmm. off his high school performance. But, um, you know, to see the coach out there playing, it, it just felt different. I'm not saying he's Deshaun Watson, but mm-hmm. it felt like when uh, Florida State and Clemson played, Deshaun Watson came in late in the game. Um, you know, they ended up losing to Florida mm-hmm. State, but you could tell the energy. Deshaun Watson the team energy. had something. Mm-hmm. He brought something to the table that right. the other guy just didn't have. And mm-hmm. think of Willie Corn was the quarterback for Clemson. And he actually, he wasn't a bad player at all. You know, it's just, and he, it, it just looked different. I felt like the level of play went up. Yeah. Once he got in, yeah, I felt like guys uh, were excited to just—I think they were just excited to see what he would do, yeah, and not garbage time as as, as well as fans and and, and uh, of Miami are. But he got in and he did good things. What I thought again, but it was FIU still. No, yeah. no shade on FIU. Yeah, can he do those things in ACC play? That's gonna be the That's big question. So, so, so Rick got a—he got a name of starter here soon. Yeah, and, you know. That the the snowball effect says Nicosia, yeah. but I'm not in the room. I don't know you know the reads and whatnot. It's just but I, what I saw from the TV cut, it looked like it looks clear like Nicosia read it. But again, that's FIU. The, the key of Brevin Jordan. I was just oh, talking to you about before awesome. we started. That guy is going to be oh my goodness! Like coming out of high school, you're not supposed to be that good already. Right? Just how he moved it, it looked. It looked like he'd been there for a few years. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And I hated that Mike got hurt for him to start. Yeah. But that 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 kid is special. Yeah, yeah. He is special. And I and I knew he was good. I didn't know how good he was because um his quarterback was uh, the the guy at UCLA, right? And he was pretty much an athlete. Yeah. Uh Dorian Beck no. Whatever it was, he played the same uh played in yeah, the school uh, in the Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman. Yeah. Now he he plays with Chip Kelly, their quarterback. So he didn't have a thrower per se gotcha. as a QB. Gotcha. But if you get one nine, it's just tough. It's tough to defend Harley and, and, and Thomas in the slot, and your two big guys outside. Now you yeah. got to deal with, with Jordan working yeah. underneath. That's, that's, that's going to be tough. I bet all the fans listening to the podcast right now, they got the same look that our Florida and Florida State uh, fans right. got. Right. Like, <laughs> you're not back. Like, y'all talking about Miami? I was uh, listening to uh, uh, something on the way to, to to work today, and uh, dude bopped out. It's, it's great to be a Florida Gator. And it, his energy went through the roof. So, uh, how's it feel to be a Gator on this day after, after a victory over Tennessee? Man, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too high. I don't want to be too down though. But it was good. I mean, Man, you couldn't be a Hurricane flag. We don't get high off anything. I mean, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I think, you right. I think defense came out, and I think we saw identity with the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, we still have some pieces to work on on defense. Uh, secondary wise, we got bumped and bruised. Uh, we got we got two starters that are out, so now we got two new starters. Mm-hmm. So. 
not not relying on those guys anymore. We got Ryan next guy up, but um, I think the energy on defense kind of set the tone for the game. Uh, we had six or seven turnovers. Hey, y'all was locking them guys six. up, man. Yeah, and it, I, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I you know on message boards throughout the game, but it wasn't that. I'm, I can't say Tennessee was really messing up. Now, one, the one that the phone out is, but I feel like we was forcing those times. Right. Um, it wasn't like, oh, Tennessee. I think they got a pretty good up and coming quarterback, young mm-hmm. young guy, Garantano. Uh, but I think we forced some of those turnovers, and we got after him pretty good. Uh, we can keep that up. That looks good for our defense, and we gave our um, we gave our offense the ball inside of twenty twice early. Okay. And they did when they scored touchdowns instead of field goals. That's that's cute um, right there. I still think on I think on offense we got identity what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We got to now execute what we want to do. Yeah, I, I know what your offense is. That not even. See in one game is run the ball. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We got to be more consistent in running right. the ball. Run the ball and get um, people in the box, then throw it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, so you got an extra, you got an extra runner with yeah. your quarterback. And he he got to run. He has to run a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think he has been. I think he's taking that. He's a willing runner, as Coach said. Mm-hmm. Um, and special teams, special teams came through for us. We had a. Uh, we got a good special teams coach. Yeah. I like, I love Coach Knox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a lot of energy. Special team head coach. So I think he's he's he sees that and he got he has starters on. Mm-hmm. And some starters and those guys want to be on special teams. So mm-hmm. we did some good things. We beat the SEC now. Just like the, like the commentator said at the end of the game, man, we got we got a sleeping schedule now. Mm-hmm. This is real football now, so we got to keep it and get better each week. Now I will kind of. Uh, six, six or seven degrees of separation ask you about how do you feel about that Kentucky loss now because yeah. you know on, for those of you who don't know they beat Mississippi State uh, yeah. Saturday and that Mississippi State was ranked 14 so yeah. you know Kentucky has beaten Florida UF yeah. and undefeated they're undefeated sitting it's them in Georgia okay. in the east right now okay. um, I the way I feel about it, I, I didn't think Kentucky was that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, y'all got beat by Kentucky. Yeah, we shouldn't have got beat by Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That just, but I think, there, I don't know if people had high, higher hopes for UF, lower hopes for Kentucky, mm-hmm. and even higher hopes for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So right now, like I said earlier, this next week going to kind of clear up some things. Yeah, nah. I really, I really kind of thought Mississippi State was kind of overranked, but I didn't want to be a Florida homer. Yeah. But well, I, I, I'm, I'm almost, I, I don't think they were overranked. But I, my bias is because of the running back. So I just yeah. I don't think nobody was gonna beat, but maybe Alabama. But that's simply because, I you know I root for Kylan and what he did against um, Kansas State. And I just felt like that would be his routine to yeah. bust out a hundred yard game. But and when I looked at the stats, because I was at the fam game, so I didn't see it. Uh, the quarterback had more rushing yard, much rushing attempts than both running backs. Yeah. And I don't think that's a recipe to win very many games. But I, I looked at, I saw some of the highlights, and I, I saw some of the games. Uh, what they were doing, what Kentucky is doing is, and I think this is with any football, they they beating people up up front, mm-hmm. offensive line, defensive line. They they rushing pretty good. They rushing the ball pretty consistently. I think that's their identity. Okay. They're gonna run the ball, and they got a special quarterback. Uh, he I was an Oregon transfer, mm-hmm. he went to JUCO, and now he's there. So. That, that with a running with a type of dual threat quarterback they got they can do some things on his own read and he can he's a he's a pretty good passer is is uh, Bird's brother still there? Is he, is he is he out of eligibility? Nah, he's, he's, he's out of eligibility. Yeah, he yeah, graduated. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And let's throw it over to uh, 
Florida State. I, I didn't get to see any of the Florida State game because they played at the exact same time Miami. So I'm, I'm going to rely this completely on coaches. <laughs> well, let's get the same energy up. Else, <laughs> you know. it's, two, it's two of us, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, great to get in the win column against a FBS folk, uh, Northern Illinois. Um, what was big for Florida State uh, from watching the game? They were able to start fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored in the first two drives, had 70-plus yard drives, and uh, uh, attempted at running the ball and, and getting the ball downhill. And just, I, I believe, had over 45 rushing attempts in the game, which opened up uh, opened up some of the passing lanes. And DeAndre Francois was able to do some things early in the game. Um, I know in the second or late after those first two drives, things kind of bogged down a little bit and it got slow and it was some sloppiness and some penalties. But then the second half, they kept attempting to run the ball, although, you know, they didn't really pop any big runs. The fact that they kept running, we kept running, we kept running, and then that opened up a, a big play action uh, pass complete to uh, Tamar and Terry for a long touchdown. Um, finally scored some points, hopefully. And what I was thinking, even watching the Virginia Tech in the Sanford game, I thought if Florida State could score, it would let let the court let the team breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we can do this. We can mm-hmm. do this in this offense or whatever the case may be. Get that monkey off the Get back. Get the monkey off the back. So they were able to score some points. Um, the offense looked crisp in the first couple of drives. Um, still a lot of things to clean up. Defense played okay, played hard. Uh, didn't force any turnovers, I believe. But a win is a win uh, on the conference play heading to Louisville next week. I know Coach McCray was at the game. He could probably speak a little bit more on what he saw. Yeah, I, I was at it. I mean, same thing you said. The first two drives looked real good for Florida State. Um, you know, just uh, – I, uh, it's tough. It, it's so different, man, being somebody that grew up in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was a Florida State fan long, long ago. You know, when I was a young buck, I, my brain hadn't fully developed. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's just so different from what Florida State used to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but it, it's similar to everything, kind of like most people. Like, if you're a Nebraska fan, if you're a Notre Dame fan, Florida fan, Miami fan, like, you you grew up watching your team be a certain way, mm-hmm. and Florida State looks different now. And, mm-hmm. like, it seems like they pressing to hold up to, I guess, the expectations. Yeah, the expectations from this summer. People talk about, you know, scoring this mm-hmm. and beating up on people and all that. And, you know, it, it just, yeah, there was some mishaps like the snap. I, I felt like I was at one hour game with the snap <laughs> one over the guy head. So you did find out who was responsible for the snap? Yeah, yeah. We, we threatened that guy with a pink <laughs> slip. And, um, so got it got it fixed. But, you know, Florida State, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I don't know. Because if you go back to the first episode that we had, I predicted them to kill Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I, I, Which I lost to Old Dominion. Yo, oh, well, goodness, yeah. yes. So I, I was one of the people that was drinking the Kool-Aid that, that uh, Coach Haggard was mixing up over too. there. And not to talk bad about him, just... It's, I just don't know. In, in his defense, I would I would say you got to lay your foundation down. Yeah, you got to. And if your foundation may come with bumps and bruises. You may find cracks in your foundation. Yeah, but you got to get rid of the 
cancer, so to speak, and go through your growing pains, and yeah. you know, for it to be greater later, because you know, nothing worth having is gonna be built in a day. Yeah, I just hope they don't get it right on October sixth. Oh, never. Really. Mm-hmm. After that, yeah, like they can be in the October sixth, we on. Don't get it right in my head. Exactly. Yeah. Forget, forget <laughs> that you even know how to play football. <laughs> One thing I saw though, um, I'm not sure how much was different, but um. I saw McKinney in the backfield a couple of times as like a hybrid like as H-back, 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 H-back position. Mm-hmm. Was that a different, was that a change? To they, the had, they had, I mean, lethal simplicity, but they have run a bunch of different sets this year. So he, he's he been back there in some of the games, either him or Gabe Neighbors, who was a, a tight end, fullback type. Um, but maybe they went to it a little bit more um, to offer maybe some more protection. Mm-hmm. But he also came out of the the backfield on some pass plays. So just wrinkles and whatever it takes to make it work, you know? Right. I think with Coach uh, Taggart, I, I, I'm guessing because I ain't no college coach, but uh, I think what they figured out is we can get in all these different formations, but let's not run as many plays. That's what it looked like they did the other day. Right. Like like you said, they were moving the kitty around, uh, you know, lining up in different, that whole bunch with four receiver sets. Early in the season, or I guess a couple games ago, they were doing that and running different plays with every formation. Mm-hmm. Now they kind of ran the same thing. The same few people were getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So, but they, I think, I think they're that would ease the tension a little bit. You know, even though it was Northern, was Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Now they, you guys start ACC play this week too. Yeah, uh, going or uh, second ACC game, mm-hmm. but uh, going to Louisville. Okay, should be third. It'll be third. third. Yeah, third. Play Virginia Tech and Syracuse. Sure, that's right. Sure it is. Sure it is. So this will be this will be the second ACC game for. No, it'll be the first Miami, right? Yeah, first Miami. First Miami. And, and then the what? For your guys, I mean, third. Third, y'all yeah. play Kentucky. Who's Florida? Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee. You know who we have. Anyway, as far as previews, you, you might want to look that up real quick before we come back to you. <laughs> Miami plays Thursday against. Um, who we got there? there? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, Fedora's. A, I know Fedora from his time at Southern Miss and Oklahoma. But um, you know they've had some situations that go on in North Carolina, and I hope their situations continue this Thursday with this L that they about to get. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's really. I ain't got much to say about it. Hopefully, hopefully we get good quarterback play no matter who it is. But I know our skill guys are are, are back into the point where we have a dip. Yeah, you can. So I feel like you can bring in a whole second four set of receivers, and they can produce just like the first set when everybody's healthy. Now I don't know if that same depth is there for the linemen, which I don't think it was because we gave up. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about that because we gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But that, I think I think our depth skill wise is good, and we're getting better depth O line play. I mean, as far as in, in the trenches. Yeah, um, I'm excited to watch Navon Donaldson, uh, our big right tackle. Uh, you know, watching him last week and it was FIU, but he's starting to come on and giving a lot of effort. He's opened up some big holes for uh, for all the running backs that we have. Um, you know, North Carolina, you know, Fedora, like you say, he's going to run that up-tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. He's going to put everything he's got into it. He's on the hot seat up there. Yeah, so I know. We got to be watching out for that. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, I think if we just go out and play solid football, we should get a big win. Um, you know, Coach Diaz, I think is probably, to me, he needs to be the coach in waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people going to come after him as a defensive coordinator, but uh, they got to, we, we, we got to dial back the blitz a little bit. We're running some exotic 
Black Blitzes. Last week, we gave those 17 points in the fourth quarter. We ran a cornerback blitz and a strong safety blitz, too, and it was the young guys. And the wide receivers was out there like they was doing pat and go. But, um, yeah, we just got to dial those back a little bit, just play some fundamental football, which I think we will, and get a good win. All right, Florida State. Uh, just looking at the line, Florida State heading up to Louisville to take on the Cardinals. Uh, both teams will be 2-2 two and two heading into the game. I know Louisville started out uh, against Alabama in the first game of the season. And we all know how that goes. Right. Uh, we're playing Alabama in the first game and opening game. Um, it's another chance uh, for Florida State to go out there and, and, and try to get things right. Uh, hopefully get off to a fast start offensively. Um, I know Coach Petrino does a good job with the offense up there at uh, at Louisville. So uh, Coach Barnett and the defensive staff better come prepared and, and get ready to see a lot of different passing concepts and things of that nature. Um, hopefully Florida State, the line, the early line, got Florida State by five. But, you know, can we even score five points? <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's no um, we'll, we'll get it going. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you got a local guy playing for with uh, Louisville now, Marcus Riley. Right. I, don't, I don't know how much spin he gets, uh, or whether he's going to be redshirt or not. But he's on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, how Louisville not ranked, right? Yeah, they're not ranked. How how is Florida State favorite then? Louisville got beat like twenty-eight to three by Virginia last week. So, okay, people still respect the the, the seven old logo. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like somebody said that the logo holds weight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's lingering on. It's holding on. <laughs> uh, and the last preview we going to. Um, I'm gonna double up this time because you know if you look at like I'm gonna give you a little example. You know how you have Cash Money. Then you got YMCMB. Mm-hmm. Well, Sip the Teller is cash money, and Teller the points is YMCMB. So I'm going to put in the Sip part this time to go against these Gators this week. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, game has been circled by many. I know especially with Mississippi State because what happened. I should have brought my cow up the other day. What happened. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's one thing. That's what a lot of people, uh, you know, that's a lot we, and as a, as a history of games, I don't think going there we don't play them every year mm-hmm. and this is a rotational game so mm-hmm. we haven't been there since 2000 we haven't played them since 2009 so it just so happens this year this year um fans not happy fans not happy that uh mother left the, and especially what he did especially going to florida so mm-hmm. I, I know that's i know that's now, gonna be uh yeah, I know that's gonna be a highly contested game, man. I'm, I'm from right now. I'm, I'm gonna go back to NCAA policy. There should be noisemakers at the game. But the thing is about the Cowbells, they don't, they know how, they know when they should stop. Like the, it's not going on doing your play. They, I'm, some, I'm telling you, I've been in the environment. They, they stop, and soon as, as soon as you get talented or, or, or get whatever, they right back in. Right <laughs> they, they stop in unison, and they they, they they ring in unison. And if if it's going good, like it was last year, I was there when they was number one and Dak and all them. I could be sitting right next to you, and you couldn't hear me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be yelling at the top of my lungs and you couldn't hear a word I say. And I think I think they do that to uh, even the playing yeah. because I'm not sure. This is probably the one of the lowest 
uh, I guess seen it. How many seen it? Yeah. What, what's the seen it? Uh, I want to say about it's seventy. Like, it's not a lot. Really? I was I saying about Nah, I think it's a little more than that because they they and they expanded. Yeah. They the whole they got the whole end zone covered now. Okay. They add they add the end zone. And that's why they should stop. But that's what it was at night. They had a lot. It's a lot of meetings you go where you can't hear just because the sheer number of people. I think LSU now is up to a hundred thousand. Yeah, LSU way up there. That's crazy. LSU and Tennessee. Hundred thousand, but ah. Alabama. Okay, now let's let's get into this little back and forth since you know I put on this other hat. Yeah. Right. You guys have a great set of DBs, correct? Florida. Uh, we took a hit, couple. So we we traditionally you have great yeah, DBs. Yeah, yeah. Well, traditionally Mississippi State has okay to to average receivers. So right. I, I give you that. All right, let's go to the linebacker play. How you linebackers? Uh, this year they they're working progress. We got some young guys, so a guy, a couple guys that came back for suspension. And mm-hmm. uh, David Reese came back last game and had he kind of shored up some things in the run game. Uh, that was nice to see. He's more of a plugger, and Moshan mm-hmm. Joseph is back. Uh, uh, he, he's continuing some strong play. Uh, they, they, I'm not sure if they're. They're probably reaching this, they're getting to that stride right mm-hmm. now, but we 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 getting short up with the linebacker. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna get take Mississippi State on that end because they got two bulls in the backfield. Mm-hmm. One which I personally love, mm-hmm. the other one which was a product of maybe 30 minutes away from that. They call it the Golden Triangle in Mississippi. It's it's, it's Columbus, Starkville, West Point. Produce a, a number of great football players, but uh, and I think West Point won like five or six of the last seven state championships in Mississippi. But uh, and on top of the fact that you got to tackle a six-six QB that that can run downhill, so I'm gonna get that edge to the backfield of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, your D line, I, I again, I remember is Jefferson back yet? Yeah, he came back. So your D line may have the edge on their O line because they're solid, but either you that's a dog. Jefferson's a dog. I don't know how well the rest of them been playing. Yeah. I, I think our ends are pretty much we have a deep rotation of ends. Mm-hmm. I think what we gotta do, we young mm-hmm. in the interior. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when y'all gonna tackle. So I think I am giving y'all the edge just and, for and, and on O-line. And, but it, it depends on how you're attacking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the other side too and, and they run the ball. If y'all run the ball, I think I'm gonna give y'all the edge just because of how they've been playing. Like last game I think Tennessee kinda they try to be balanced, mm-hmm. and I think if they ran the ball, it might have been a little bit different. Okay. But our ends, our ends are pretty good. Polite is coming home. I think Polite might have out. He might have taken the job away from CC. Okay. Because of some other stuff, but and that's I, I've always liked Polite because I, when I was coaching that one, well, he played at Maine, mm-hmm. and um, he was pretty good there. We didn't see them. Um, during the season, but then during the off season, we go to some padded camps mm-hmm. and do seven on seven. And I've been I talked to him a couple of times, and I, I've always liked him as a player. Gotcha. So um, just up front, I'm gonna get y'all the edge because okay. I know Mississippi State they 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 been able to run the ball, yeah. and it ain't, it, it, you know it ain't a short. Seven, I just I just I just know that that young bull that that that, that played for us at Columbus, that that cat is amped. I'm telling you, I, I know how bad, how much he loved. The, I know how much he loved Coach Knox. Yeah. I, I just know he did. And for them to leave, and I don't think, you know, you don't have to make business decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. But as kids, they, they were kind of hurt. But they don't realize you commit to university and not a person, so you yeah. can't really get your feelings in. But I know, with all that being said, and I'm sitting here as a 
rational person, fans are irrational. It's always going to be wild out there. It's going to be extremely wild. But Stark, Stark Vegas? Stark Vegas. Oh. Cotton District and all that. <laughs> uh, flip side, uh, Mississippi State's D-line versus your O-line. I'm not going to give you a... Uh, you, I'm not going to leave much a comment on that. Cause I'm, uh, first of all, i got to shout out my, my frat brother, Jeffrey Simmons. And he was part of that Golden Triangle in Knoxville. Uh, and then I uh, got Sweat. And the other two, I'll come in with the two names, but Sweat and Simmons, that's a handful. Unless you got like a, a big time drafted O lineman on you, you forget that. Them cats get after. Now they can't score no points. <laughs> but them two cats right there get after, cuz. What you got on the O line? Uh, our line, man, it's still a work in progress. I don't think we've been consistent. We mm-hmm. broke some big runs with Pierce in there, um, even um, uh, Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think they're coming around, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go back and look at this Kentucky game because they ran it pretty good on y'all. Okay. So you talking about can't well, nobody. Nah, I'm, I'm talking about Floyd. I ain't talking about Kentucky. Know, but that, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go back and watch this Kentucky game. I got to go back and watch it too now because I ain't seen much of it. I ain't seen what they did to y'all. I ain't seen much of it. And I think but if you give to – if you give the – now you got to you gotta understand. You give the D-line to us. I did get D-line too because I felt like your D-line was better than the O-line. Yeah, but then we got the coaches that know these weaknesses now. You know that, that, I ain't thinking about that. True like, that. You got, True you that. got Grantham. True and that. True that. And you got uh, True that. Mullen. That's over there. They know They know what make you tick. They know right. what you got to make them. They recruit I didn't think guys. about they that. They know those guys. You're right. So that might even out some things. You're, you're exactly that right. That might even out some things. I don't I, you, you're right. You're right on that. But a lot of times, I mean. This game is about who though. But you can never discount. Who this game about? Jimmy Joe's. And I was about to say, you can't, you can't that that being sometimes that bring a little bit out of it. Maybe they were looking ahead for this game and what happened with Kentucky. Right. And they, it could be. Speaking of Jimmy Joe's, I'm just gonna chime in real quick and let y'all get back to it. But been super, super impressed with uh Damian Pierce. Oh yeah. Along, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. University of Florida. You know, I saw it firsthand uh, the last couple of years. Um, I seen him play against some teams in the area, and against Lincoln last year, and he's doing the same thing to those guys. Yeah. So uh, definitely, uh, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, he's had what he broke. He broke a run last night. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. And then I know he had one against. Um, Two weeks ago, Colorado State, mm-hmm. and he's the mainstay on that kickoff team, which I think is got him some more carries. Not right. just in my because he going hard there. Yeah, he he got some carries. I think in the second and the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then he finished the game with some carries as well. Okay, um, and to, to kind of close this out, um, Mississippi State's receivers. No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on the wrong end. They're they're defensive back versus your guys' receivers. Now, the only receiver I know that you guys have, uh, and no, this is not shade, is Tony. Because he's a versatile guy, so I don't really know what else you guys do have. And I, as I know, uh, as far as the back end of Mississippi State, they have some guys that can run. They have some guys that can hit. They don't really have the guy that can technically do both. But you know, if you get them in certain situations, they can take advantage of. Them. Now, I don't. Yeah, as far as I'm, I don't. I don't know how to call this because I don't know what you guys got to receive. But um, as far as so, I, I'll give it to you. Matter of fact, I just think Mississippi State's D line is going. Force situations if you can't run the ball. And if you can run it, everything is open up to anybody because you know, as being an offensive guy, if you can run the ball, the, the sky's the limit if you can run the ball to own anybody. But um, what do you think about that? That's what I want to get to. Um, I think if both of if we have to depend on receivers, either one of them, either team, yeah, okay. they in trouble. Right. 
Because I really don't think it matters about our receiver. I think we got some pretty good receivers. Mm-hmm. I just think the person that's getting in the ball right mm-hmm. now, and he's he been playing good. It's just I'm not sure what to expect until maybe about two more games. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, he's they keep putting up stats, and I, you know I follow a lot of Gator stuff. He's tied for the most. He's tied for the most touchdown pass in the SEC. Okay, with uh, yeah. two, he got yeah. twelve. Wow. That's big. I, I, I it, it's cra- it's right. crazy because everybody talking about how much he's struggling. I'm looking at it. He threw some couple. He threw a couple passes last game to kind of broke it. And he's, always had, he's always had a big arm. He had a big arm. He's he's scrambling downfield. He hit Swain for a long one. He hit Cal- uh, not Callaway, but um, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Dang, I wish we had Callaway. But anyway, <laughs> he, he hit Cleveland. He hit Cleveland for a nice ball where he put it. And the type of receiver Cleveland is, he's bigger type receiver. Mm-hmm. He put the ball back shoulder up high where the DB had no choice. He couldn't make a play on the ball. Uh, he hit Swain and Stride on the run. Mm-hmm. Things that he kind of struggled with, I think, last year. Gotcha. I so you can see his he, play improving. I think he's improving. I still think he holds on the ball a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And you get, like you said, you get some guys. Um, I think, the, I think together your defense plays pretty well. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I think I that front end helps. I think Mississippi State's front end helps the back, helps end. The back and end. And the back end ain't no slouch. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So hopefully we can end up – the O-line is giving them time. I don't think it's been a time – he's taking some sacks mm-hmm. where maybe he held the wall, maybe the O-line might have missed something. But it's starting to look – it looked better than last year. You can tell they have a plan. Is that, yeah, is that exactly. Accurate? Exactly. Okay. And, and, and not to saying that they didn't have a plan last year, I think the kids know what they're playing on. Mm-hmm. And that, it, it's a thing. Sometimes you can have a plan and the kids don't know then. Right. You ain't got no plan. Got a plan, right? Yeah. So they might have a plan. I think they can relate to the kids a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the end of the game, I think, for both programs. Gotcha. Especially Mississippi State coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people expect both of them to be undefeated coming yep. to this game. And both of them aren't. So it's kind of a. If they were both have, 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 I, I think know a lot of people are going to look at both Kentucky games yes. and try to compare yeah. and make that and make, so they can do their analysis. But I, I don't think you can do that. And I think I think what Kentucky was working with, Kentucky didn't have to worry about neither one of them. Right. And so they so came. Kentucky our first game. Uh, yeah, and that it's, was our first. It's uh, hard to compare a, a team. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the first overall game. Was no, no, no. I was gonna say it's hard to compare first games to game four. Yeah. They normally are totally different, yeah. with the exception of you, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think I think what Kentucky doing to people, they've recruited a lot better than Kentucky has. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at stats since two thousand, maybe the late 2000, 2010 or something. Mm-hmm. They put like thirty some players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. That ain't you know that's not like you know, that, that hadn't been no, that hadn't been common with uh, Kentucky for a while. And I'm not you know I'm not trying to be like validate our loss. Right. But Kentucky is a better Kentucky team. Yeah, he still shouldn't have lost to him. I got that, you. That's the caliber I think Florida should have been on. Mm-hmm. But um, just being in the state of Florida and in the you know I think the numbers we have to draw from in Kentucky gotcha. and the, the budget. Right, that's the thing right there. As far as these picks, real quick, we're gonna run through them real quick. Um, Miami's playing Thursday. I, I pick Miami. Yeah, I'm going with Miami. Coast Miami and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pick Miami. Uh, Miami and North Carolina. Struggling a little bit, but like I said, Fedora on the high seat mm-hmm. might pull out some tricky, tricky stuff. But I think Miami. Miami 
Miami will take it. All right. Now, the next game for the week is, is Florida State and Louisville. Louisville. Who you got, Coach? I'm going to stay true to the nose. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. But uh, Florida State by three. Now, on you, Coach, you actually picked, I think both of y'all picked Florida State uh, losing to um, Syracuse. To Syracuse. Yeah, so, correct. Go. Where's the game at? At Louisville. At Louisville. I'm going Florida, Florida State. I think they started to get some things together. Louisville got some question mark. I think Florida State asserts themselves here, mm-hmm. and they, they pull out the W. Um, until I see uh, just more continuity on Florida State's offense, it's hard for me to pick for them on the road. Mm-hmm. I think the players kind of understand what they want to do and what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the road, just I don't, I don't feel like they fully understand. They aren't going to be able to be vanilla gotcha. and just be the team. Um, so I'm going to go with Louisville on this one. Okay. Now, this may sound crazy for me, but I want Florida State to be on a high going into <laughs> next week. Mm. So I'm going to pick them to beat Louisville and Louisville by maybe three points or so, maybe a point, something like that. Because I know it's going to be tough to play up there, but uh, I think they, you know, that momentum from this week we kind of carry over. And I want them to be on a high going into whoever they play the week after next. Okay. So I got um, Florida State winning. So we got, what, three for Florida State and one for Syracuse. Man, when I say Syracuse, one for... Petrino. 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 And the last game is um, Mississippi State and UF Florida Gators. Coach. Uh, I'm going to go with the Gators just because I believe in that Florida talent. I know the SIP, they got a lot of talent, but I'm going with the Gators. No, I'm going to come let you go last. <laughs> uh, Florida, Mississippi State uh, should be a good matchup there in Start Vegas. I know the Cowbells going to be ringing. There's going to be a lot of emotions and, and, and fans into it. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the, the point that Coach Colson brought up about maybe uh, the, the University of Florida coaches knowing some of the weaknesses or being able to exploit some things that they know about those players and their style of play. Um, I think Mississippi State may jump out and do some things early on in the game, but once things get settled down, I think. Yeah, that's that's going to be big for Florida to withstand the initial punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm going to pick Mississippi State. Shout out to uh, the Lewis and Wooder family for, for taking care of me and introducing me to to that, that culture and understanding, you know, how much it, it, it means to them. And them, that's, you know, Trey's my, Trey's my brother. He was in my wedding. He was in another friend of mine's wedding. And he, he, he hangs with us tight. And I appreciate them for what they did for me, especially when I moved away from that, just up toward the, the Starkville area. But uh, going from Mississippi State, uh, hopefully Colin runs for 900 yards. <laughs> and um, God, huh? <laughs> that's, that's, that's that bias in me. Um, but I just hope you have a big game, really. I'm, root, I'm rooting for them because I want that, that kid to do well. Uh, you know, we had some struggles with him. When I left there, he was he was obviously the, the best player on the team. And my, my parting words to him when I told, finally told the team I was leaving was, you're probably the best player I've seen in high school, but you're probably one of the worst teammates I've seen. Mm-hmm. I say, if you get to become a better teammate, the sky's the limit for you. And the stuff I hear him say in his interviews about his teammates and his O-line, damn, that bring me to tears. Because I think he finally got it. That's big. I think he finally got it. And I think the sky's the limit for him. But my pick is totally biased off that. 
and the fact that I know they've been salivating at this game when when, the, when he made the move. Mm. Uh, Coach, before I get my pick, man, that's 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 real big. When you deal with these kids, man, and you want the best for them, just teaching them how to be civilians. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, you know, productive civilians, members of societies. Uh, just just how to go about because one day they're going to be leaders. Right. And you want to make sure they lead in the right way. Mm-hmm. But um, my pick, um, I'm going to go with my heart because my heart is telling me that, you know, it, my heart is, is, is leaning toward the football side. So I'm going with the Gators. I think uh, special teams are going to play a big part in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been putting a lot of emphasis in it. And I think that is going to be the deciding factor in this game. Um, maybe a punt return, maybe a block kick. I think that is going to... We're we getting towards some turnovers, and I, I don't think these are by mistake now. We're starting to create some turnovers and do some things in turnovers, and um, I, I, some 60 degrees of separation, Moorhead. Uh, he was the head coach at Fordham University. Mm-hmm. I think he he's getting into the SEC play now, and it's a little different than uh, Big 12. Uh, Big 12 or Patriot League. Patriot League, what's that? That's what I'm talking about. I know, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a little different, so I think he. Uh, he gonna have this, and also, uh, is it uh, Corey Charles plays for defensive back mm-hmm. from Mississippi State? So another local local kid. I just want to shout that out. Where is he? Where is he from? He's from NFC. He, he was a he was a Lincoln Trojan. Originally from okay. Lincoln, but he graduated from NFC. Well, I think that's the kid Kamar be talking about. Yeah, I think he's twenty four. Maybe I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> I think he played defensive back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just played defensive back. There. So they're trying to get some Florida talent out there. I know. Okay, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with Florida talent. <laughs> Everybody's Florida talent. If you want to be successful, <laughs> especially at the skill position. <laughs> but um, that's pretty much. Let me see. We got you. Who you said? Florida or Mississippi State? I said Florida. You said I said Florida. Okay, so I'm the lone wolf on this one. Oh. Uh, Hell State and all that good stuff. All my friends back in the sip, they gonna pull this out. I hope so. I won't have to eat crow next week. <laughs> but uh, that's gonna conclude this fourth episode of Tally Up the Points. One real quick. Oh, go ahead. Before we end it, shout out Fam You picked up the win. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm State. sorry. Don't let me forget yeah, Fam You. No, yeah, you I'm sorry. <laughs> don't let me forget Fam You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rattlers. Don't don't. <laughs> Especially one rally that's gonna kill me when I get home. <laughs> but uh, went to the FAMU game. Uh, they honored the 1998 uh, team. Uh, coach Gray was a part of that. Uh, Billy Joe was their coach, and actually Billy Joe was on the sidelines for our game um, uh, Friday. And uh, you know, I saw Coach Gray's eyes light up when he saw that guy. So that guy must mean a lot to him. And then, but to see those guys come out the tunnel and they honor them at in the first or second quarter, it was good. But as far as the game goes, did anybody else attend other than myself? I, I was there. No, okay, the first, for my opinion, the first half it was a sleeper. Yes, first half was some of the most boring football I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and then um, you know halftime came. We had. You got two bands go out there for the first time since I've been here. Somebody finally brought their band to uh, to Tallahassee to go against the Marching Hundred, which is really the Marching about four hundred. <laughs> but um, I think Savannah, Savannah State had like seventy. They might have had about seventy. I, I counted. <laughs> You're laughing, but I, 
I, I counted. They had, they had about 70, 75 people. The fact that you counted, I know they didn't have that. <laughs> no, I, I, I count Florida State, man, too. I just I just do that. Uh-huh. I count one line and I multiply yeah, it. Yeah, so, okay. And it may be even, but that's just that's you my, that's my thing. Count, <laughs> no, all right, now. All right, now. And USM degree holds a lot of weight. No, I'm talking about Savannah State, guy. I wasn't <laughs> But in the, as, as far as the halftime was fun, and, you know, Savannah State, they. The band wise, they, they I didn't feel like they did good. Yeah. And then fam came out there, and it's just it's tough when you when David and Goliath come out there because they got so many people and they so loud when they turn like it sounds one way, but then when they had horns and stuff, they actually turn your way, mm-hmm. and then it sound hit you like, oh my god. <laughs> but still, it, it was it was fun the halftime. But I had my biggest musical thing from there came from somebody across the street. Somebody had a speaker blaring, and where I was sitting, I was sitting right in the tunnel. I heard their music all game long. I was vibing to like the radio. (laughs) But then the the second half came, and I'll let you talk about the second half. Second half, uh, like you said, the first half was kind of a sleeper. Uh, FAMU didn't do much uh, offensively, nor did Savannah State. I the score was 7 3 at the halftime, or maybe maybe FAMU scored before that. No, it was 73 at halftime. Uh, and Fanny came out in the second half and kind of asserted themselves, was able to run the ball and, and, and made some plays in the passing game. Um, still uh, trying to trying to figure out what they want to be um, offensively. Um, but uh, second half ended up putting up 31 points. So right. that was a total score of 31 to 13. 13, I think. I, uh, the kid from... I, and I was trying to click on the real website to see where this kid was from because I thought he was from Miami, but the running back I'm actually impressed with is from Reigns. Mm. Uh, bitch, is it? What number? 13? 13. Yeah, number 13. I forget, I forget his name. He got yeah. something, but he's, he's pretty he, there he's, a, he's lightning in the bottle. He, mm-hmm. His feet move. He gets moving fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does a really good job. I got to see uh, Ferrante play, play it on punt, punt uh, team. I think he made, he a, big a, tackle, yeah. made a big, big hit tackle. on, uh, was a kickoff maybe? Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 I don't know I don't know if Nick got in his being in this game. I know I saw him get a catch last game. Yeah. And um, uh, who else? I saw big uh, Richard Summers. He he was he got some playing time early in the first half, so he was in there. What number is he? Nine, nine. nine. Okay, yeah. I know. I know. Look out next time. And then uh, Quintez Gallon. He six or nine. Six. six okay. He he's on some special teams. I'm not sure if he's playing as much defense as he was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe different packages they got. But it's good to see those guys out there playing and having a good time. Coach, I'm gonna throw a cherry on top to really validate us as a podcast here. Uh, the UCF Knights, the, the highest ranked team in the state of Florida. Uh, we we doing it big now. now. And <laughs> I got a warning to all of the big three, I guess, supposedly in the state. You better get right, because I'm telling you, Orlando ain't nothing to play with. UCF, once they, you know, we got the we got the funds. Mm-hmm. We we the largest uh, public university in in the in the country. Uh, it, it's a sleeping giant, man. It, things getting rolling down there. Somebody better do something. Okay, now, I think I speak for myself being a hurricane. Uh, AC is being a gator, and Coach Ben and Coach Jones being a nose. All that talk is great. Who's <laughs> on the schedule? <laughs> no, that's the thing. Who's on the schedule? Big three don't want to put my school on the schedule. That, that, that's my team. That's, that's the last time. Uh, 
Miami went there a couple years ago. Yeah, I, I think UCF came up to Florida too. Yeah, uh, a little while ago. Yeah. Hey, y'all, y'all come down there to the battle. We'll come to y'all. I don't think nobody in in the state of Florida. I think, um, I think all three. You know, it'll be no, no, no. UCF will be. The, the big three right now. It is it's coming full circle. I ain't gonna say UCF the national champions and all that, but I know for a fact they they'll beat all three of the, the, the big schools it's, in Florida. It's crazy because UCF sneaky. They the largest university in the state. Oh not sneaky in the we didn't agree to nothing. And I mean they're, they're huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. So it ain't this ain't you talking about big three, I mean well, I mean the traditional powers. In yeah, the I know. I, I think um, <clears throat> I don't think. I mean, Florida. Y'all can admit, Florida isn't where they want to be right now, or where they used to be. Nobody. Florida State. Yeah. No, yeah. And UCF is surging. So I'm just saying, right now, I bet Mark Rick ain't sitting around like we need to play UCF. No, no, no. Why would I? Somebody gonna meet him in a bowl. See, see, this is what I get at. Don't talk trash when people down. Mm. Talk that's talk that's had that same energy same. when they they really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I, I feel you can talk trash yeah. right now. But and they yeah. what are they ranked? Right They're number thirteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. They the highest ranked team. Okay, Miami was twenty something before the poll came out. They don't know where they're at now. Today. But, that, okay. but that ain't normal because usually it's not. It's all three is usually because and you see up at thirteen when everybody else were there, they still be they they, they wouldn't want to play. But I, Lane Kiffin said it after the FAU played down there. He said if UCF had an SEC ACC Big Ten logo on their jersey, mm-hmm. they'll be a top five team. And, and that was his assessment. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I, I've been critical of it too because I'm like, well, they playing Memphis and. So you Play on the schedule. Yeah, but I, I've been critical of it. I was always in the camp that they don't want to see, you know, Florida State talent, Florida State. Miami think think about it from from the the big threes in. What do they? They don't gain anything by playing. No, nah, they don't. Because if you beat them, you're supposed to. Yeah. And if you lose to them, it's, you might lose your damn job. So why do, why do as a Kane fan, you said that? So what does Florida gain by putting Miami on the schedule? Oh. What? Which well, I don't know what Miami game. What what is Miami game for Florida putting them on the schedule? That's what I'm saying. Like the same recruiting, the same recruiting. The it's recruiting. In the SEC, it doesn't matter. You want the same people without you. You weren't getting them when Sapping was going to the Miami. Yeah, and Sapping all them guys. But that's the thing. If, recru- if you when you started beating Miami, that's when you start getting good players. Yeah. Ain't nobody else back there. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've been getting good players. What have they been good players? I don't know, bro. Come on, now. I don't know what they've been doing. I've been seasons lately. Like, oh, you talking about lately? I'm just saying. I'm saying. Historically, we've been winning. So, I mean, I. Okay, how many national championships I got? You got three? Okay. How many Miami got? Five. Got quiet, didn't How many they got? Three. Okay, so. We all big brothers, man. That's why y'all need to accept it. That's all we try to do. accept it. Yeah, we accept it. We all big brothers. But what are we getting, though? We all got Florida State on the schedule. We got an NSA and we play in the SEC. But the reason why Miami said. Okay, let, 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 let me put it like this. All right. Um, we recruiting these two guys. Mm-hmm. You, Florida, I'm Miami. They big time talent or whatever. All right. And they, they trying to decide one or the other. You know, in a kid's mind, whoever win that game that year, that year, a lot of times they pick that school. That's what I'm saying. And then this guy, this lineman, or this tackle could put you on the top for the national championship. But I, it's a win for Miami. What is Florida How's game from playing Florida State? Yeah. Huh? What are y'all games? So we're going to have to play one in the end state. That's our rival. 
So yeah, y'all, but it's the same question though. Like he just said, I know there's a compliment that y'all would rather play Florida State. I, I get it. Oh, I'm playing Florida State. I'm But you know, if you listen to the thirties and stuff, and Florida State play Florida State, Miami. How they Florida State, Miami is more of a. A respect, a mutual respect. You know, we both out there. We probably from the same place, blah 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 blah. And then the Florida State, Florida is the heated, hated rivalry type thing. But you look at it, and this is why I'm coming. It, it ain't gonna make sense from a Miami fan or Florida State fan. Mm-hmm. But when 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 all of this was happening, Florida was playing in a conference that was respected by the nation. True. It was Miami or Florida State in the conference that was respected by the nation? No. Now that's why we wanted to play Florida. Everybody understand that Florida, 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 like we can pick who we play. So that's the respect. That's the point. The respect is y'all want to play us. Okay. We do want to play. Yeah, we do want to play. I know. I play Florida State too. I know. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, we were. When Florida State was in the Metro. Metro, yeah, it is a metro. Ooh. That's why exactly. Now, who was who was Miami in before the, uh, the Big East? The Big East, yeah, yeah, that's my conference, right? Exactly. So, now, so that's why I want to put that out. I want to have a voice because I've been saying this for years. Y'all want to play us, respect. I, I feel it, I take it as respect, and I know y'all do. Do y'all, now, do y'all not want to play us? We want to play SEC schedule. Do y'all want to play SEC schedule? Yes, y'all do, yeah, exactly. They ain't scared of nobody. Right. That's all I leave it in. I mean, I ain't scared of nobody. All well, why, why, so then we, we put out these games. Who, you know, why do we have to schedule? We, we can play an SEC schedule. So you say you can play, you can play, you can play your SEC schedule and four cupcakes, and you should demand the same respect as the whatever Miami schedule is or whatever Florida cupcakes, State is. Cupcakes. And then Florida. Because they're going to pull Florida. I, no, no, no. no. Everybody talks about Florida out of conference schedule. Then they forget to no, say no, something That's the question. Don't dance around it. You you saying if you play your seven or eight SEC games mm-hmm. and you then whatever the cupcakes are, your schedule holds the same weight as if if Miami play or Florida State play what's some the, average. What's the four cupcakes? In, in the four cupcakes, because we play Florida State one every year. That's an out of. But that, but not a difficult though. Three cupcakes because you do play Florida State. Okay. So you that, that so say, say you play. But then if three cupcakes are in your conference, it's not cupcake. It's a conference game. But it's a cupcake. That's you want. It's a cupcake conference. You got game. to play. So you saying I, ACC? I that's what I'm saying. So you saying you ACC is cupcake? You said you got to play. We got to play. So you saying ACC? That's is why UCF cupcake. was want to play all these other people. That it, who has won the game? It's, it's a businessman okay. in it's, life. It's by far. far. It's, it's a unanimous that the ACC is the best conference. And so you and using I, and this year, I don't know. No, it still is. I don't know. Bro. It still is. This I'm not trying to make a podcast go forever. <laughs> in the eighties, back when before when Florida State was in the Metro pre ACC, how good was the SEC then? I mean, uh, Alabama was claiming national championships in the eighties. I'm sure. I, I don't think they were as good. It, it wasn't as good, it was, but it was better than the Metro, and it was better than the ACC when they moved. Now Florida State was beating the LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU wasn't LSU wasn't prominent then. They was also beating Florida. I mean, it was back and forth. But I, was, it's a, I, I hear that argument a lot, and I know I know Florida State was in the Metro, and mm-hmm. we didn't want to be in the, or we wanted to be in the SEC, but Florida didn't want us in the SEC because they already controlled the state of Florida, and they didn't want to 
have to just, just think about it. Let me throw this out there. What if all three schools went to SEC? How crazy would that be? Shit. That'd be so tough. How crazy would that be? Maybe we could be on the west side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of like Alabama and Auburn. I mean, it's pretty much like right, yeah. yep. there's some states with it. But even that, but I think that's the thing about the SEC. Everybody talking about LSU was now what? Georgia and Tennessee was in the mm-hmm. SEC in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Alabama was also. They weren't as good back then, though. Who? Because you remember Alabama. Alabama but the first, Saban's first year, Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe. But I'm talking, I'm going back to the 80s and yeah. 90s. Like, when the first SEC was pretty. Yeah, that was a, see, that's what people were. The East used to be the tough division. Yeah. And, and now it's shifted to the West. And you're right. You're so, right. we had to play Tennessee, which is a rival Tennessee game. with Peyton. Georgia is a rival game. With, with those guys, yep. Come on. So, Miami playing Georgia, Tennessee. Florida and Miami in one season. I mean, you t- you take you get your head buzzed from now then once you get adjusted to the SEC and get those type of guys in there, this stuff will start even even itself out. Well, that's what I'm saying. But think about it. Think, if my let's let's trip. if Miami was in the SEC, mm-hmm. they played Georgia, Tennessee, and then Miami, Miami would be. Would they schedule Florida? Team every year. They would, would, they, would they schedule they could, Florida? They could go into the home of them kids in Miami and say, you're going to play in the SEC um, and stay home. Right. We'll, we'll be up there with Alabama. But what? I guarantee you. You say that. No, because they ain't nobody else that would know. Alabama would come down to Miami. It's like, it's like, in them, in them how do you think Amari Cooper get to Alabama? But Alabama has had down years. Miami has had down years. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's about yeah. coaching and the, the right situation. True that, true that, true that. But uh, that's a sample of where this thing is probably going to go once uh, Miami gets played at Florida State and, and Florida State play Florida. So make sure you tune in, you subscribe. Again, I'm going to let the, the smooth sounds or be smooth closers out. On the, the, the finale. Hey, I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to Tally Up the Points via the Sip the Tally podcast. Make sure y'all. YMCMB. <laughs> make sure y'all tune in next week when we got some more uh, great analysis of uh, local high school football and uh, the, the local uh, state and Mississippi uh, college football. Be smooth signing out. Uh, Coach Evans here, hit me up on Twitter if you want to talk about what the content in here. I go far with you. Uh, it's come, uh, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Coach Evans 9. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to do my best uh, be smooth impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Coach McCray uh, on the uh, on the midnight train. Uh, if you want to chat some football or just follow, you know, some, some good Twitter content, uh, hit me up at Coach McCray. <laughs> Silk always bring it. That's and, my boy. And, and Bird, he hold it down for the whole state. But um, that's, this is episode four. And like Coach Stewart's out there, uh, hit us up, follow us all, tune in, subscribe. 
uh, share with people. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, our, our big three in the state of Florida was three and over this week. Uh, hopefully, that happens mostly, except for on the sixth. I don't really care about that one. <laughs> but uh, in the first game last next year. First game. What's the first game next year? Florida State. I mean, Miami, Florida. I just wanted to hear you say it. I just wanted to hear you say it. Hey, we need to go there, too. Yeah, but one, 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 last one last thing before we go. One last thing before we go. We do have a, a, a spot that we can meet up now, and, and that's been gracious enough to let the host our podcast, uh, Fuma Cigar Ball. So we'll be coming to you from there probably within the next week or so. Uh, shout out to them for giving us a, a place to, to sit up and, and, and enjoy a spot and have a nice little ambiance to do our podcast. Uh, one more again, it's, it's Coach Smooth, Coach B Smooth, uh, Coach McCray, Coach Coles, and Coach Evans. We out.